Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnothaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use offer code CASH8. It starts at just $8 a month. They have over 20 highly customizable templates for you to choose from. Each design automatically includes a unique mobile experience. Have you checked out my website, cashlevy.com? I probably should have used Squarespace. Yeah, my website's just a bunch of stick figures and cartoons. It would have been different if I had used Squarespace, because it's incredibly easy to use and has an amazing support team that works 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, which is all the time. Start a trial with no credit card because they trust you at Squarespace. Everything you need to create an exceptional website. Now entering Nerdist.com Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Last night! Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) That's not what she said? T.J.? You didn't say that TJ, I, it's been, oh my god! Wait a second, Gosh. have you have you been here for a week just waiting to finish? I've been trip? living in the walls of your house. Are you serious? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, but I waited. I waited. I, I do. Why you think it's? Well, I thought I thought to finish that joke. That's what your mom said last yeah, night. Last night, I thought the pause could be no remember? longer. Do you remember what I said? But I thought the pause could be no longer than three days. You waited a week. Well, you don't think it's funny now? Well, I, I'd kind of forgotten what the joke was, but you know what? I, I appreciate you, you know, taking the time to, you've been living in my house. You think it was too long, huh? Well, no, I, at first I didn't Christ. quite get it. I didn't I quite mean, know. I've been living in the walls of your house for seven days. You were living inside the walls? Some of the walls aren't big enough for me to fit through. I got stuck in your living room wall. I couldn't move for a day and a half. <laughs> I'd say for about six hours, I was in a crawl space inside of your attic crawl space. (laughs) Who's got a crawl space inside of their crawl space? Yeah, not many. I didn't even know I had that. Oh, God. I've been subsisting on whatever food April or the children have accidentally dropped onto the ground. Well, you know, I sensed a presence, but I thought it was the Lord. No, but I, I will admit that on Wednesday, as a joke, I was like, Cash. 
Kush. Mm, Kush. I, yeah, I was just, going for Scrooge more than. Well, you know, yeah, our I thought Lord it was God. something. I thought I just left the Hallmark Channel on for too long. Yeah, you did actually on Thursday. I had to listen to that goddamn repeat over and over. <laughs> Hearts whispers in Cedar the wind. Cove. You know, one Jesus. of my one of my favorite new shows, Cedar Cove. I've been watching the Hallmark <laughs> Channel so much, I had to give him a fucking thank you card. <laughs> He's back. I haven't spoken with anybody in seven days. I couldn't use my cell phone or even text for fear the bzzzing noise would make you believe that there were bees in the walls. All in the service of a joke. That we weren't sure was going to work. Sometimes in the service entry hallway of the joke. <laughs> Did you spend any time in my closet? I couldn't get in there. Your closet is so small. If you can't even fit one item of clothing, your closet may be a pocket. Did you check? I was the, in your pocket for well, a bit. Well, did you check the closet that's inside my pocket? That's a big pocket. That's a big pocket. At one point, I thought I'd stumbled and I was spelunking on accident into a <laughs> large cave, and it was your pocket. What else did you see uh, in my like in terms of my day to day life with my family? Did you notice anything? Pretty boring, actually. I mean, mm. if you're not working, you sort of sit around, you watch baseball, you talk about baseball, you play baseball with your kids. Or you tell you just sort of berate April for not being good at baseball. <laughs> well, I wish and you then didn't occasionally have you'll have a lunchable. Yeah, not mm. anymore, of course. No, now you're. So, yeah. what, what have you been insisting on? Because I haven't seen. I gotta say, I haven't seen you eat in a couple of days. I'm on a hunger strike. You know, and I probably should. I should probably save this for where we're. Is it? We'll do it right now. I'm but on, is it? Is it part of the? Uh, I'm on a hunger is it, strike. Is it part of the the mistreatment of the California inmates? No, it's my body is betraying me, and this is my act of rebellion against my own body. I am. I am protesting my own body and how it's falling apart. I've been to a bunch of doctors and I don't want to get too specific about everything that's been happening with my, with my health. I, I, there's nothing more boring than people talking about their allergies or their health, but, but the bottom line or is my body's train ship. Yeah, that's not great either. Or civil war reenactment stories, but, yeah. but the bottom line or is my body's types of wood. My body's yeah, that's not good. Um, <laughs> but the body, my body's falling apart and, the doctors keep saying things like, you should, you know, you need to do the Mediterranean diet or the, uh, uh, you know, the, the fallopian diet or the pa- now, Palantinian what, diet. What is in the fallopian diet? The fallopian diet, diet we just eat fallopian tubes. Is that mostly uh, placenta? Yeah. You should do the uh, uh, geriatric diet or, you know, you can't eat wheat or sugar or, or, or whey. You, you can't, you can't smoke marijuana. You can't eat marijuana anymore. You know, you can't, no brownies, you know, all the things you can't eat. And at a certain point, I'm just like, you know what? Fuck you, body. I'm not going to give you any food anymore at all. So you're the no be, food diet. So be, it's beca- been three days now. Now, because the doctors gave you too many conflicting diets, you chose not to diet nor eat. I'm deciding to make my body suffer. I'm angry with my body for falling apart. I'm not that old. I'm a pretty young guy. Oh, yeah. You're Just very young 24, guy. Just turned 24. And yeah. I, my body's falling apart. I've got some different problems going on that should not be happening for people my age. And I've never really partied that hard or ate poorly. I've, no, I've always exercised. And I think it's bullshit. So I'm just not, not going to give my body the gift of food any longer. <laughs> and I'll tell you what it's going to do. It's going to distract. I'm going to have new problems to deal with. So the old ones won't be as pronounced because well, I'll be so upset. Idea. I'll be so upset about not being able to eat. I'll probably get, you know, pretty much lose everything I have, muscle mass, everything. And then I'll have different problems. I'll just be falling over. 
uh, in long, strange places. How long are you going to do the hunger strike? Well, I'm not sure. I mean, I don't think it's going to last that much longer because tomorrow I'm going to Montana. And uh, this is true. And I'm going to walk into the wilderness and I'm going to keep walking. I'm really pissed in my body. And if I see a grizzly, I will challenge that grizzly to a fight. (laughs) So this might be our final, our final podcast. And it's okay. I think I've groomed a pretty good replacement for me. I think uh, Chance is ready. I think he's been pragging. You're going to give it to your firstborn son. But can he talk fully? I mean, is he? You've heard. Come on. Sushi Diet Coke? Yeah. That's a quality joke joke for a three-year-old. That's a good joke. Good joke. It doesn't, to some people, it doesn't make a lot of sense. To me, it makes perfect sense. Well, so so Chance is going to take over. Chance is going to take over. Chances are with T.J. Miller. Yeah. Chances are with T.J. Miller. And, but here's my question. I mean, all we do is callbacks anyway. It's yeah, going to be are great. You, are you walking your – you're just going to walk into the forest. I seriously am flying to a Kalispell tomorrow. Are you, is April going I'm with gonna, you? It's no, just you. It's just, I'm going to a show. I'm going to do a show. I've booked a flight about four or five days later, and I'm going to walk into the wilderness, and I'm off the grid. We'll see what happens. Seriously, I'm very upset about my body. Like, joking aside – I really did decide not to eat. I haven't eaten in three days. You haven't eaten anything yeah, in three I've days. I've never, ever felt worse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was going to say, this you could have been solved. juicing. This has solved absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it was an experiment that doesn't seem to be working, but I will continue with it. Does it give you different ideas? Because I was watching Private Benjamin this morning because of the death <laughs> of uh, Eileen Brennan. And... Uh, you know, it is. It reminds. It's like if you're in the army and you don't have the opportunity to get out, you can't get out. There's for some people there is no like, oh, this is too bad. You know, I don't want this to be happening. It's like those are the breaks, and you gotta. But it, sometimes it is good to give yourself something much worse to make you. I mean, you know, that's you right. could not be able to eat at all. You now know what that's like, and it's yeah. terrible. Yeah. So I mean, really though, this is not a fast. Make no mistake. No fast. This is a hunger strike. A hunger I'm, strike I'm, against I'm, the body. I'm going on strike against my own dilapidated body. Yeah. And so I'll let you know how it goes. I'll let you know. But um, thank you for coming to my house. And uh, well, I, I did and, notice a lot of the foods missing anyway. I had known that you were uh, hurt so much. a giant collection of nerds that was gone. I, a big box of them. Well, I got to admit, even when I'm in hiding, I'm still nerd burglar. Yeah. And I did notice there was some – Did you, were you sort of – because there were some old straws that were left around. Were you sucking little, with the straws, yeah, you know, yes, food out yeah, of different areas yeah, of the yeah, house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did some food sucking. That's what I call it. When you just take a straw and suck whatever thought, food is within reach. See, I thought we had an anteater or something that, with the noises you no, were making. No, it wasn't. I ate, I did eat part of your aunt's outfit. <laughs> when your family visited, your aunt came over and I was able to suck a little doily off that apron. <laughs> as she was making shiv muffins. <laughs> well, I'm so glad you're here. And I, I, you know what? I don't see any reason for us not to do a uh, podcast together. What do you think? I mean, I brought all the equipment. Well, I think maybe we should just. It's kick in it. the crawl space in the attic crawl space. <laughs> uh, maybe we should just kick things off then with the uh, triple, triple banger, banger lightning, lightning round. round. Oh, oh, God, I like triple it. banger I lightning round. It's good. It's good. <laughs> triple banger lightning round. Question one: Better job for Wolverine. Lock picker, hairstylist, chef at Benihana, or murderer? 
You had me at chef at Benihana, and you lost me at murder. <laughs> what are you talking about? The best job for Wolverine is a murder. I mean, if you have knives on your hands, he's the Benihana. best job. For you. It's much better to be. You're more effective murderer. No, it's much easier. You get caught murdering after a little while, you know. But Benihana, you can do in the public's eye for mm, years. That's and true. Years. Plus, murder doesn't pay like it used to. And imagine just you know that moment when he puts those five little shrimps. <laughs> Maybe it's four on either hand. <laughs> he throws them up into his hat. It's like, I love it. I love that he's got that hat to catch shrimp with. <laughs> I think all these are useful, though. Lock picker, I think, you know, I don't know, though. It's Actually, not that's as easy not, to pick a lock pick with a claw yeah, that's as true. you would think. Otherwise, these bears would be coming in to find us when they're on hunger right. strike. <laughs> Do you think I'm not going to get eaten by a bear because he knows I'm a hunger strike and I'm just not meaty enough for him? I would, would be. It, I would welcome being uh, eaten by a bear right now. That's how I'm feeling physically. Really? Yeah, I'm very depressed about this health situation. Do you think a bear will be put off by that kind of attitude? And I mean, can you imagine a I've bear lost? being like, "God, this depressed skinny mini ain't worth the time." <laughs> okay. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I think you know there is there is an aspect of it that's like. You know, I mean, you're you're not eating. You you do you have a you're, you have a down attitude. Bears can sense that. Yeah, it'd be funny if the one bear that you ran into was the one that was really really upset with how his fur was coming in, <laughs> and he was so upset he's gone on hunger strike and he's not eating any humans. <laughs> but uh, let's move on to uh, triple banger lightning round. Question number two. Question two. Uh, best excuse for missing a jury duty, uh, missing a jury duty for missing jury duty. Best excuse. I'm too busy watching my story or I don't have time. I'm searching for the real killer. I mean, I like, I don't have time. I'm searching for a real killer. And if you do miss a jury duty, which juries have many duties. And if one of them is to attend jury duty, then you would be missing that particular jury duty. Mm, yeah. So nothing that you just said was incorrect. I'm serious. Don't fuck with me on this one. I'm serious. But I think I don't have, I don't have any time. I don't have any time. I'm searching for the real killer. That to me is funny if you say it like that. You just go, I'm sorry. I don't have any time. You see, I'm searching for the real killer. That's good. It, it adds some, they're all like, what do you mean you don't have time? Oh, what yeah. kind of leads have you found? And then you just hold up a, 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 a Ziploc bag with a glove that's bloody and you go, and I still have to clean my gloves. Before I go after the killer who's handling marinara sauce in the winter. You understand? Do you have you ever tried to get out of jury duty? I've never had jury duty. I think I had it once and I was out of town. Well, how can you avoid that? How I don't think they have the right address for me or something, you know. I don't believe some, in the American seems like, judgment system. Yeah, it's because it seems like some people get asked to do jury duty quite often, and some people never get asked. You don't seem to be getting asked. Do you see that as an insult? Well, almost? yeah, that's what I'm saying. They know that I don't have a fair and balanced opinion. You know, the one time I did get called, they asked, everybody said, you know, a lot of people say, see something racist or see something you heard. There are a lot of ways to get out of it. And I remember going up there on that stand and solemnly, solemnly swearing to mispronounced solemnly and also (laughs) 
uh, to tell the truth and nothing but the truth. So help me God. And they explained to me that I didn't need to do that. I wasn't being called as a witness to trial. And I said, I'm out of order. You're out of order. (laughs) And they said, that's just a quote from a a movie. We're not even sure which one. And I said, you oh, you want the truth. And let me tell you this. I don't think you would be able to be okay with the truth. I don't think you would... You would be able to have the truth happen and then be able to deal with that after it happened. And they said, I think you're paraphrasing very poorly. You can't handle the truth with a few good men and Tom Cruise. And I said, Tom Cruise has been more than a few good men. Have you seen Cocktail? Have you seen Top Gun? Have you seen Battlefield Earth? He's not in it, but it is good. Uh, that's that. That was funny. I'm, I'm so glad you're in my kitchen right now. I can't, serious. I can't believe your sadness mixed with your hunger. I don't know where. I, a I, very I, specific type of cash. Do you remember when I went crazy in my living room because I hadn't had carbohydrates yeah, in 30 yeah. days? No, I just I appreciate you. I, I do. I get a little emotional when I'm hungry, but you are a funny man. That was that was. But I don't know where that came from. You know something tickles. I don't know where that came from. Where did that even come from? You know. You know. Let's something. backtrack and find out how you got to a few good men and like. How is it possible you said something that funny you can tell, in my kitchen? You can tell somebody, and you've been in my walls for a week. You can tell someone, and then say something so not funny as last night, and think that joke's going to work after seven days. Last <laughs> night, uh, uh, you're the best. Okay, I just I think that you're you're replacing actual laughter because your body's like we can't expend the calories. I know it <laughs> is. <laughs> I'm already. Cons- this is literally how you laugh now, ready? Now that you're so hungry and so upset, you're just laughing as you go. Ah, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh too hard. You won't make it for three more days. <laughs> I know. I have to pace myself. Triple banger lightning round. Question, question three. number three. Let's do it. Most embarrassing things to thing to overdose on. Most uh, embarrassing sweet thing. pickles. Uh, let me give you some choices: okay. chocolate covered pretzels, frosted flakes, gummy worm worms, gummy worms. You know, I I shouldn't even done this one because this is making me really hungry. Because <laughs> my wife claims. My wife claims that she overdosed on 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 these these products because like, she could <laughs> to a point where she they didn't have to take her to the hospital, but she could never eat again those products. You know, like he, she she claims in college she had so many chocolate covered pretzels she can't even come near one anymore. And I told Ryan this story. Uh, you know, our, our producer, for some reason, he's been in my kitchen waiting for a show to happen, <laughs> and he uh, said, "What about heroin?" And I said, well, yeah, maybe I should add that to the list. Most embarrassing thing to overdose yeah, on? Yeah, that'd be embarrassing. I mean, that's an embarrassing one, but it's more it makes more sense than mm-hmm. chocolate-covered yeah, pretzels. Yeah. To me, gummy worms is the... I mean, because that's so gross. At what point are you like, oh, I'm so sick, but I want another one of those slimy, stretchy, gelatinous, artificially <laughs> colored and flavored worms? <laughs> They're shaped like worms. I mean, if you're overdosing that, you're just putting yeah. fistfuls of worms in your mouth. Yeah, that's a weird choice. I understand gummy bears. You think that, you know, a gummy bears, bears we so love there's them. them. There's yeah. a cuteness, but, but worms. worms. How yeah. about, yeah. And, and what's weird, too, is that gummy maggots would never sell. <laughs> I was about to ask you that. Is there a product where, you know, 
It's an animal that we would never, you know, like gummy. Gummy maggots. Mm, what, what about are, gummy? What are some other super ugly animals? Gubby, gummy warthogs? Mm, I think those would sell. Those are cute enough. Those poor hogs, you know, they're called warthogs. Yeah. A lot of them don't even have that many warts. They're just hogs. Yeah, that's a sad thing for them that they have that name. I don't think they Look, really. When you're think as hungry as you are, there's not many I don't think things. It, you're I don't, not really. You're not sympathizing with warthogs. Uh, no, I, I feel a lot of sympathy for for all animals, uh, but I don't think, you know, in terms of their name, I don't think they really care. What is the height of your hunger? What <laughs> when has it been? Has it already come? Is it happening right now? Uh, it just depends how close I am to food and if I'm distracted or not. Um, you know, I've become emotional at times. Uh, you know, I'll just start crying sometimes. But, but you know, because I'm not used to it. You know, I need to eat every, like, two hours. That's how I'm built. How long is this going to go on for? Like I said, I'm at least going to take it all the way to the edge of the wilderness in Montana. And then I'm going to keep walking. Jeez. Yeah. This is, I'm, I'm just, I'm going to, it's it's time for me to put my foot down with my body and tell it who's boss. <laughs> As far as I'm concerned, my body doesn't deserve food right now. It's done nothing to deserve it. My mind deserves some food. That's the problem. Yeah, your mind deserves something. What what about an insurer just for your mind? Uh, A what? Oh, it's an insurer. Remember earlier when you were talking about the geriatric diet? Yeah. The insurer is a big part of that diet. It is a uh, full battery of vitamins and minerals and your day's uh, calories for that meal. And it's all in delicious chocolate shake. And it's available online at insure.com. And you can also get it wherever grocers are sold. Which, they don't sell grocers hardly anywhere because that's a form of slavery. It is actually sell a man whose vocation is grocer. So I think you can only get it online. Yeah, I I'm not interested. I'm not going to give in. If I give in, I'm not going to give in with insure. You know What's what I mean? the first thing that I'm you're going to go all out. when the strike ends? I'm hoping a grizzly bear, you know, if I could strike one down. To strike down you know? a grizzly. Uh, no, I'm not sure. If, I think you're supposed to ease off these things slowly. Yeah. You know? I heard you go for a full pizza. <laughs> right. You just finish an entire pizza and you maybe put some hot peppers on it. I might just eat straight gluten and sugar. Like just all the things. Give that me have the been, gluten. Everything I've been warned against, you know, gluten, sugar. I wonder if any processed, of the 12 Just the processing part, not the food, just the processing. I wonder if any of the 12 and a half would come to a restaurant if, if we uh, start a restaurant called um, Get That Gluten. You know, mm. n- nothing but gluten. Nothing but gluten. N-B-G. <laughs> N-B-G. You are so hungry. Yeah. <laughs> Your mind was like, what was the third word? Oh, I remember. Pasta. <laughs> Raviola pasta. Uh, <laughs> we should just do these podcasts until I just die of starvation. How long would it take? Oh, at least three or four weeks. No, more than that. I think it would take like that you die of hunger. Yeah, no, you can go seven days without food and then serious problems. Oh, happen. I had planned to do this for a lot longer. I'm sorry, 14 days, is it? 14? Thanks. So. Huh, that's too bad. I had planned to do this, you know. For a lot longer than that, because it, it, I'm enjoying it. It's it, it takes you into a different state. It does. It right? really does. You know, I mean, I've already you know had periods in my life where I've gone without sex for three days. Uh, have you ever done that? 
I have. I recently did it the last 15 years. <laughs> Which counted as three days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's move it along to where were you? Triple. When you weren't wherever you are now. I mean, you are hungry. Where were you? I didn't do that. <laughs> um. I was I I was asked to do where were you kid I was I was asked to do this this uh, uh, party uh, it was a, a Jewish party and uh, for and and they asked me they said what are you Jewish and, and then they, I said yeah, I guess sort of not really though and then they were upset with me when they found out that actually my mom is not Jewish so I'm not Jewish and they just thought I was Jewish because of my name I had heard that it's Levy yeah so I'm not really Jewish. And they said, well, do you know anything about Jewish, the Jewish right? faith? And I said, well, I, I did, you know, I did live on a kibbutz, uh, you know, and so I know, I know a lot about it. What is that? That's a deli? No. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I, you know, I wanted to tell you about my kibbutz story because it's, it's kind of funny. I, I joined I mean, you got it. I was, I was, I, I was in Israel. Uh, I was I was sort of lonely. I'd been traveling alone for about three months, and uh, I decided I, I I really wanted some community, and so I, I joined a kibbutz. And the first day I was there, we went into the desert, and uh, they they had a, a three day trip into the desert uh, on camels, and uh, th- that was quite interesting. And then we got to the kibbutz, and uh, for three or four days I worked at the zoo. Uh, at the kibbutz alone, and this old lady uh, would walk out of her house and yell uh, obscenities at me as I tended to some chickens and an old goat. Wow! Yeah, and and it was a horrible experience. It was it was I really mean, hot. Jesus, how old was the friends. goat? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, it was a horrible experience. I was really miserable. Right? It was just making me more lonely. Nobody on the kibbutz knew me because I was the guy that worked at the zoo. Uh, it's like the cruise ship. The old lady had, uh, it was a lot of like the cruise, a lot of my life is a lot like the cruise ship. So the old lady was, uh, she would she would yell things at me, and then at one point she poured water on me. I asked for some water. I said, I, I think I can really? use some water. I've been out here for six hours cleaning up after these chickens. Maybe I could get some water. And she came out and threw water on me, and I decided I'm going to I'm gonna leave. I'm going to leave the really? kibbutz. Yeah. I'm not, I can't survive on the kibbutz any longer. It that was about, kaput with the kibbutz. It was about five days. Well, she whipped me at one point. She had like a stick. Yeah, she had. It was. It was a long sort of a. It It was a whipping stick. No, but I'm saying it was a natural whipping stick. She didn't buy it on the whipping stick. Oh yeah, but I mean, it was a stick that was basically God made it for whipping. Yeah, it was a whipping stick with like it was like a willow or something. And she and at one point I felt something against my back, and I looked back, and she had whipped me. And she said, get over there to, and tend to that other animal. And it was a bad experience. And I didn't appreciate it, okay? Didn't make any friends. I so I decided to leave, but I had signed a three-month contract. So I went to the main office where you sign up. And they said, well, you, you can't leave. In fact, you owe us money. Because, uh, you know, you took this trip into the desert, and you haven't even worked that off yet. You owe us money. You're not allowed right. to leave. Yeah. You just have to work at the zoo for another five days. Yeah. Which I wasn't going to survive. So I went back to my, my uh, I was really angry, and I kind of made a little mistake. Could have happened to anybody. <laughs> but I took, I was so angry, I took this little alarm clock, this little plastic alarm clock, and unfortunately stenciled on top was the kibbutz name. 
and a towel with the kibbutz name on it, and I bailed. I just hitchhiked to the uh, to the uh, this this the um, boat station, right. And then I get to the bus station. And I find out that they're uh, they're really going through everyone's stuff. And now I've got this stolen alarm clock. <sighs> so I tried to wipe it off. And I started licking it. And I tried to get the stencil off. It wouldn't come off. It's never sus- uh, suspicious or conspicuous when someone's <laughs> licking an alarm clock. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I, I, I couldn't get the stencil off. So I put it next to my penis. I put it in my in my uh, uh, in my jo- in my long Jonathan's or short Jonathan's at the time, and uh, <laughs> but they they found the towel, and they said, "Were you were you on a kibbutz?" I'm like, "Yeah, I was on a kibbutz." They're like, "Well, you need you need paperwork to." We're going to call them, and they went to call the kibbutz, and it was like, "Have you ever seen uh, have you ever seen Midnight Express?" Yeah, it was a lot like that, waiting for them to come back. Like I was drenched with sweat. Jesus. Uh, I was really afraid to get sent back. What to happened? Bus. What did they say? Well, they said that the lady uh, at the uh, admissions office or whatever was gone because it was the weekend. And the secretary had said I, I had been on the kibbutz. So mm-hmm. they let me go. And that was the second worst experience of my life behind the cruise. I mean, that's I would rather work at a zoo and be whipped by an old lady and thrown water on <laughs> than do stand up comedy on a cruise. Really? Yeah. Ah, the cruise is such a forever memory. It's such a tough one. So that's where I was. But that was a while ago. Yeah. Where were you? Well, I just got back from right outside of Portland. I was in Oregon. Yeah. And they had a wedding. It was actually in Urchapa. Is that right? I'm not sure. I'm not Jewish. <laughs> Especially now. Uh, only part of Judy, the only part I, I really have retained is a, a plastic alarm clock. Oh, and but I heard that it has some licking damage on mm. it. So, you know, I was in uh, right outside of Portland, and they're just, they're very, you know, they're very earthy there. Mm, they are. But in Portland downtown, we were outside, and it was beautiful, and, you know, it's a very Jewish wedding, and uh, very... Uh, but it wasn't aggressively religious. It was sort of a new, they were talking about being present and you weren't allowed to have cell phones at the wedding and all that stuff. But downtown Portland, boy, you know, the drug addicts down there are just very, they're very open about their drug addiction, mm-hmm. their drug use. We saw a guy shooting meth in a, in a, in a parking lot and I made eye contact with him because I was trying to see what he was doing. He looked at me and he gave me a look like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, what can I do for you, buddy? <laughs> I'm over here doing drugs. You want to look away, please? <laughs> so he was shooting meth. Yeah, he was straight into like, a gummy. Uh, hey, straight into a gummy. Why, why don't you take it? Why don't you take a picture to last longer? <laughs> Jesus, we're in Portland. I'm trying to shoot meth right near a Dillard's. <laughs> so fucking Nordstrom's over here, and I'm shooting meth. I mean, this guy. I don't know. So and it's true. Was, Portland is earthy too, and then you know they've they've sort of you know they've sort of evolved into creatures that because they have, you know, the rain comes down and they, some of them have they grow fleece like natural fleece uh, from they, their they have some of them have a natural like raincoat like stuff here, on their heads. Yeah, yeah. Some of them have yeah. natural uh, raincoat type things that they grow on their on their heads. Some of them actually like have, have developed lesbianism. Mm, that's another they one. They become lesbians. Mm-hmm. Fellas, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. There's a lot of bicycling there. You know, everybody's always bicycling around. Oh, they're very hardy people. You know, you know what's weird, though? They, they, will, say, they will. They're so hardy. They will, like, climb up Mount Hood. It's confusing because they'll climb up Mount Hood unassisted. That's uh, where but we were. Then they're, but then they're not allowed to pump their own gas. That's right. Confusing. We're at yeah. we're at Mount Hood, and I actually had someone pump the gas, and I thought that was weird. I like that. That's a nice touch. I do like that, but you're right, and, and they, they don't. They say they're such an open people. You know, welcome to the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God, you know, they bicycle a lot. I didn't. I I didn't meet one person who didn't freak out when I jumped on the handlebars of their bicycle and said, <laughs> "Let's go for a ride, you old pig." <laughs> Uh, so that was a good trip, though. It was a pretty good trip. You know, the weddings are tough because they really they force you to look within yourself and see how you ultimately are alone. And did you go with your? Did you go with your current girlfriend? With Dernard? Yeah. Ugh, yeah, I think she was there. I couldn't tell. Sometimes that can be helpful. On I was a wearing a, I was wearing a hemp mask the entire time with no <laughs> eye holes cut out. <laughs> But sometimes that can enhance a relationship or be a detriment. How do you feel? How do you feel that it went? Maybe we shouldn't talk about that. That might no, be no. I think it. I, I think it was a helpful thing. You know, those okay. things sort of make you reevaluate. If they, if it's not helpful, you really should look at the relationship. If it is helpful, then you're continuing to delude yourselves enough to stay within this sort of form of settling. <laughs> uh, let's move along to essential questions of human nature. Essentially, this is uh, Essential Questions of Human Nature. I love you. This one really lifts me up. <laughs> um, I love Hawaii, you know. Uh, you know, you went to Portland. And we were talking about people and how people are in different places. People are so relaxed in Hawaii, and I think it's because of the footwear. Yeah, I, I don't think, think you, well, I don't think you can, like, angrily turn from someone and stomp out the room uh, effectively in uh, flip-flops. I don't think you can do that. I think flip-flops prevent you from really making a, a scene. What do you think? You just walk I away. I believe it. I wonder if it feels... We may have talked about this before, but I can never... Yeah, <laughs> that is just it. <laughs> Did we talk about this? I don't know. I may, you know, might not have been on the podcast, but I agree. I mean, I think... It's hard to take yourself really seriously in open-toe footwear, yeah. although I've seen some ladies do it. Yeah, and you're, you don't feel as combative. You're not going to get in a fight wearing flip-flops. No one's going to fight you with a flip or flop. No, nobody's, nobody's wearing flip-flops. But what about these toms? You know, and they're wearing all these toms. And what if they've got a... What if somebody's wearing the sneakers with no socks? <laughs> Whatever happened to Tevas? <laughs> Who's wearing Tevas? <laughs> If you're Tiva, <laughs> yeah, I wanted to. I was gonna, but I knew I would start something, and we don't always. It doesn't always have to be. A, you know, if your Tiva shows so many toes that, yeah, how would that go? Whatever the, that would have been. If your Tiva thing. If your Tiva is so open in terms of it being footwear that the toes are more present than the material used to make the flip-flop type shoe, you have a big closet. 
that I think you stole that directly from Triscuit Hurlebutton's podcast from Solitary Confinement. He's doing a podcast now from Solitary he Confinement, is? and I think he's sort of trying to mock or mimic the way you know the way we are on this show. And you know what? I used to be pen pals with him. Really? Yeah, I uh. used to send him a letter every single day. <laughs> I had no idea. Do you know what I do now? No. I don't send him a goddamn thing. Do you know why? Because I'm out of stamps. <laughs> I'm 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 gonna move it along to another essential question that's I feel like I've been I feel like I've been sort of I just this whole thing's made me feel old having two kids and I think do you have one foot in the grave if you start daydreaming about getting a station wagon? I've been daydreaming about that. Is that? I mean, I don't think it's one foot in the grave, but I, I think it's tough for people. I wonder if that hatchback tough, has turbo. It's yeah. T- yeah, it's tough for people. I think the thing that you need to do that's really hard to do is you don't realize that as you get older, more of your job and more of your energy is to sort of appreciate the things that are good about being older. Because when you're young, all the cool things are really easy to appreciate. I mean, come on, you know, you can drink, you wake up whenever you want. You know, you're you're young. You always have energy. All these things. There are a lot more things um, to complain about when you're older. But not only that, the things that are good take a little bit more skill to appreciate. I, I just think that being older is a lot more complicated than anybody told us. I think this whole thing is a sham. Elementary school, high school, college, and they don't uh, really tell you ever that it's going to be almost a hundred percent confusion the moment you get out. It's very the decisions that you're making seem so big and they're and they're very confusion confusion. They're so confusion that if you don't eat for three days, you may not be able to say confusing. Yeah, Uh, monogamy is confusing. I mean, that's confusing. It is. It is. I mean, I'm monogamous because of the streak at this point. It has just to do with the streak. I've been loyal to my wife for twelve years. I have. I've been loyal for twelve years. And I you don't just want to break and, the and, and for comedian, for comedian, that's unprecedented. That is, I am the Cal Ripken of comedy, and you know, you remember his his streak, Cal Ripken. At a certain point, his streak was bigger than the game. Yeah, this streak now is bigger than the relationship, and I, I need a day off. I do. I need a day off. Yeah, but you can't do that, Cal Ripken. Never so I'm, I'll go. Them. I'll have sex with a grizzly or maybe an orca, uh, but I'm I'm. It's, Where are you going to find an orca in Montana? Calling back something from three episodes again, just to show how sharp I am. I'm just telling you, Hunger Strike, <laughs> that there is no way you're going to find an orca in the forest. You better try and fuck that bear. <laughs> but it's the streak, really. It's the principle of the streak. Also, cheating f- seems tacky to me, and I, I just I don't. It's it just yeah, seems I think so. That's it's, right. That's, that's really, the way it's, people it's just, should look at it. It just seems so. Uh, um, it just seems like more people are cheating than aren't, and so it's cooler to not. But those aren't good reasons. Yeah, no, did I mention? Uh, did yeah. I mention loyalty or love or any of those no, reasons? No, no, no. They all exist, by the way. I love yeah, my but wife. It's about the streak. It's it the streak. Is about that. I don't want to break the streak. I'm, I'm, I'm on a. You know. I think that's fine. I think there are a lot of confusing things about you know be, being a human being. It's confusing getting older. I think it's it's I wish there was a way to communicate to younger people. I, mean, I almost think that's so funny. You know, I want to do that in stand up. Just tell all young people like it is going to get terrible. And I'm not joking. You know, this isn't like, ah, look at that old guy talking about it. it's like you're going to look in the mirror and be like, I didn't do it. I didn't do it right. I shouldn't have done it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, 
your parents will wither and disappear. I just didn't. I, you see a lot of you see a lot of movies where you become your parents, and you say that won't happen to me, and then you end up. It, it, it does. You are your parents. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It's I ridiculous. love barbecue. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. My father loved it, and I'll love it. And my young son Derber, he'll love it. It's so weird that your son will have the same name as no, your, as, your as Dernan. Oh, oh, yeah, sorry. Derber will have the exact same name, <laughs> just like Cash and Chance are the same All fucking right. words. Unbelievable. Well, it's I'm okay sorry. because you're on a hunger strike. Yeah, that's okay. I want to move it along to to to. Uh, this is we sometimes call this uh, Tweedalize. That's sort of a working mm. title, Tweedalize. Until they think of a better name for it. This um, is Tweedalize. I mean, there are other people that like to think of it as uh, uh, how tweet it is to be loved by you. How tweet it is. What's interesting about you is that even when you've already said the words, sometimes in the second verse, you'll let them go. Like the reason most people are like, they don't know the words, you're like, how sweet it is to be loved by you. One more time. How sweet. Once more. There are less words each time, isn't there? Well, there's no I do see people after shows sometimes and they get upset. They're like, please, it's called taking it to the tweets. Don't you think it's time to really etch that in stone? Take, to take it to the tweets? Yeah, people get upset. So. Some people. And then other people hate it. Other like. people are like, I don't ever want to hear that song again. You know? What about, uh, yeah, I, I, got, I, I mean, tweet it. You know, we haven't tweeted. Just yeah, we've tweet done that it. one. Yeah, yeah, nobody likes yeah. that one. Yeah. What about red, red tweet? Yeah. What, what yeah. song is that? Red, red tweet. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> it's Red Red Wine by oh, okay. uh, Us Three, yeah. Or, yeah. right? UB40. Yeah. yeah. Us Three did Cantaloupe. Yeah! <laughs> funk it, funk it! Tweet it, tweet it! Do, 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 This ain't nothing like the tune. Do you ever go to like. Do you ever go to sing something and you just, you know what it is in your head, but it comes out wrong? Like that one. Have we, you heard me sing? We yeah, will, we will rock you. You know that yeah, one? I'm yeah. always like, come on, let's do it, guys. We will, we will rock you. <laughs> I just can never get the tune right. <laughs> well, you, you wrote something on, uh, I believe it was July 19th. You wrote, when I'm buying black pantyhose... At Kmart at 10 p.m., they're for me, okay? I'm not getting them for someone else, okay? Yeah, go ahead and read the rest. That was it. Oh, damn it. Yeah, that was good. Well, I've been, can- I've been shopping at Kmart a lot lately, and here's why. Mm-hmm. They've got a killer rewards program, guys. You give them your phone number, and they put it in. It's not like CVS or Walgreens, one of these places. Where nothing happens, you just get discounts, quote-unquote. They give you money back. I've gone in there. Every time I go in there, I go, you want to use your points? You got $2 off, a dollar off. Well, God damn it, I'll take it. And I said, what do you do if you can save up all the points? They go, nothing. No one's ever done that. <laughs> I said, what if I get 250,000 points? Can I get a yacht or something or a shop street? They're like, we don't know. 
What are you primarily buying at, at Kmart? Uh, primarily, I'm black buying pantyhose. I buy I buy some black pantyhose every so often, and then I'll go out and come back in and rob people with the pantyhose over my head. <laughs> then I'll exchange the pantyhose at this point. You know what I mean? Rock you. Rock you. Um, here's another one you wrote. Whenever someone says, he probably smells my dog, I say, I smell your dog too. And he smells like shit. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Does that offend people when you say that? Do you, you feel like, does that? You know, I have for the last couple months, I've been saying that. And I, some people get offended, but most people are kind of like, yeah, that's, that's funny. I'm like, I'm serious. Your dog smells like shit. Maybe you should wash your dog. And I'll go, okay, yeah. And I'll go, I mean now. Why don't you go wash your dog now? And then as if it wasn't offensive and insulting and volatile enough to say that to them, I will follow them back to their house or apartment and watch them wash their dog. I don't even know how you have time to do all these things. I mean, you're, you're, you've, you've been hanging out. It's in my why week. I'm late for everything. You've been, yeah, you've been hanging out in my... It's because I'm constantly tracking the people that I've told <laughs> to wash their dogs and if they've washed them or not. Uh, let's move along to Tiny Opinions because this brings me up to that same uh, topic here. Though they are, in fact, normal-sized men, they have... Tiny opinions. I, I don't think it's rude to compliment a person's dog if there's also a baby there. And we've talked about this, but I thought this corresponds with what we yeah, were just talking right. about. Yeah. I don't think it's rude because basically what you're saying is you're complimenting someone's taste instead of their genetics. And people can't control their genetics. They can control their taste. So I actually think it's a compliment to compliment someone's dog and not their baby. What do you think? Now, that's why it's extra rude when you say your dog smells like shit. <laughs> right, because you you're, picking, you're picking nasty dogs. I mean, yeah, I think that's right. Although, you know, people want to hear that their, their child is cute much right, more than they I know they do, and I think it's not logical. If you really think about it, you're just complimenting someone's genetics, which some, no, nobody I has any control right of. Right. I think I get more of a I, – I like a compliment that involves not my genetics – but my my true essence, something that I think I developed or my taste or something. And this let's do this in reverse. That's why I think it's a ridiculous put down when someone jokes with me that I'm that I'm bald or that I'm short. It doesn't hurt me at all. Like it, you it have doesn't, it doesn't to do even, with it. Right? Yeah, I had nothing to do with it. It's the dumbest put down. It doesn't have any. If you say I'm, uh, you know, something else, you know, something to do with my work or, or whatever else, that becomes more insulting. But it's such a dumb put down for that same reason. What do you think? I'm with it, man. I mean, you know, I think you should. And people are never going to change. They want to hear their kid is cute. But it's not really their fault if the kid isn't cute even. You know, it's not like you chose the wrong mate or whatever. Um, but, you know. It's, you know, it's a real crapshoot. I like to say, hey, your kid looks like your dog. You know, and that's sort of saying, like, you got good taste yeah, and both. your genetics yeah. look like your taste. Yeah, yeah, both. You mm-hmm. go, you know, I, I, sometimes I go, boy, your kid's cute. I wish you looked more like your dog. Just kidding. Your dog looks great. <laughs> and then I'll take off. 
Let's move along to maskers. Let's do it. Like eighty-five percent uh, of superheroes. This is maskers. I want to get some deli with you. You know, the, in the Jewish sense. Yeah. No, I know. You know, you're Jewish. <laughs> um. Guys, I'm going to be, a, uh, if I survive Montana and the hunger strike, I'm going to be at Rooster Teeth Feathers uh, Labor Day weekend. And they've done a special promo code for it. If you uh, punch in podcast on their website, uh, the shows are 1250 Wow. Like 12 and a half. That's for the 12 and a half. For the 12 and a half. Yeah. The usual price is, is 19 so you get a little. Dude, that's and then awesome. on Thursday and Sunday shows, um, it's six twenty-five each, so that'll be twelve fifty total for two people. Yeah. Twelve and a half uh, people. That's and uh, Rooster Tea Feathers, it's in uh, the Bay Area. Uh, so check that out. And you can just say you listen to the podcast on the phone uh, when you're reserving tickets or uh, on the website. Do you have anything coming up? Yeah, I'm going to uh, Edmonton, Canada Whoa. to do the comic strip. Whoa. You heard about it. Have you learned the... We will. We will rock you. <laughs> um, I'm doing the comic strip in Edmonton, and that's in September. Uh, yet to be determined what... But I'll, I'll let people know we're going to get okay. that. Okay. But in September, up. Edmonton comic strip, come see me. Come say hi. Come say bye. Come say whoops who did it. Come, come say hello. Say you're one of the 12 and a half. I love... Nice. I love to meet, see, and touch those of you that are of the 12. It's fun touching the 12 and a half, especially the half, the half person. Just a smaller fellow who also is a woman. Yeah, it's fun to touch the half. Uh, this one's by Sean Comets, at Sean Comets. Uh, we always like Sean's funny tweets. Yeah, we love you, Sean. More socially acceptable to say that you are high or to say that you have pink eye in both eyes. <laughs> I wish it was more socially acceptable to say I'm high. But I, think, I, think I think people eye. would rather hear that you're high than you have pink eye because being high isn't contagious, except when I hang out with you sometimes. You'll give me food. I don't know what it was, and then I'll be wasted. I'll, I really like the idea <laughs> of I'm going to start doing that just whenever you're high, just going, you know, I have pink eye in both my eyes. That's a like, great yeah, one. I like that. Funny, I like you know? that a lot. Get it, Sean. Um, Fezzik69. At Fezzik69 says, uh, can you be arrested for incest if you have sex in an olive garden? Their slogan is, when you're here, you're family. <laughs> mm, I mean, I love that. I think, it's a good one. I don't know if you'd be arrested for it. I, I think it's inappropriate to have uh, sex in an olive garden with anybody, really. But when also, people are trying to eat their uh, bottomless salads. Yeah, and then, then you're trying to make them a bottom. I, I, I would say, as far as that goes, I mean, I doing would doing really, naughty things with the breadsticks they give you. Just yeah, I wouldn't do it. You know, I wouldn't touch it. I wouldn't feel it. I, you know, it, just because your family when you're at the Olive Garden doesn't mean you're saying if two random people have sex, is it incest because they're family when they're at the mm-hmm. Olive Garden? I think does it count? Yeah, it does. I mean, you know, you wouldn't you, you wouldn't want to say, hey, look. Hey, you're all my friends. You know, I consider you family. And then they just start doing it, you know, with breadsticks aplenty everywhere. I, I, yeah, I agree. I don't know. I don't, I don't think, I think might be taking the slogan a little too seriously. And number two. Well, what about this? But I'm loving it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> if you take that seriously, 
You know, you can get a you know you can get arrested for something like that. Like families that that have sex together stay together. You know, and I think that's important. You know. Moving it along. No, no, I, I want to let that. I want to talk about that. I <laughs> I think you're right. Not families that have sex with each other, but that have sex together. Together. You know? Yeah. Okay. With the same people for 12 years. Okay. You know? Go it's ahead, the sir. streak, man. It's just the streak. Just keep the streak up, man. Just trying to keep I've the streak I've given up. Alive. I don't have sex anymore. I don't know if you know that about no, me. No, I didn't hear that about you. What have you I been really doing? don't. I, you know, I don't do anything. I sort of either masturbate in shame... <laughs> Or I will cry myself to sleep and then have a wet dream that when I wake up, I realize the wetness is tears, tears that came from my penis. I'm TJ Miller, Denver, Colorado. CBC Boohoo's. I'm Franklin Glutieri, signing off. Franklin Glutieri. Denver, CBC. Jonathan weather. Gl- Jonathan Gluten. Twenty four hour weather news. New Hampshire. Franklin White Sugar Salsa. <laughs> signing off. White sugar and salsa. saying howdy doody. Good my night. mother's my mother's maiden name was White Sugar. <laughs> my dad. Uh, no, but in all seriousness, the family that sleeps together has sex together. Jonathan Backdicker. <laughs> Slam hash, Wisconsin, <laughs> Burgundy. Uh, Greg Coase asks: After coming to climax, is it tacky to describe how you're feeling as post come bobulated? It is, yeah. And yeah. You know, unless your your buddy Bobby is there, yeah, he was just so excited, almost elated at your ejaculation. And I always do come to climax. You know, a lot of other people will climax <laughs> other ways, but when I climax, I come. And I, when I come to climax, if my buddy Bob is elated, I'll say, I mean, I am dis. Dis is come. Hey Bob, <laughs> elation. <laughs> and then he'll get real excited, and yeah. sometimes he'll ejaculate as well. Yeah, it's very complicated. But at the end of the day, it's the only reason I'm friends with Bob because of his name <laughs> and his openness to be around me when I ejaculate and his ability to become happy on command. Uh, TJ, I thank you for living in my house for a well, week. Well, will I ever even see you again? I mean, I'm about to walk out of this house and you're about to walk into the wilderness. I think so. I think you're, I think I think it's going to be OK. You know, once I'm, I'm going to be just eating, like I said, just to. Uh, just sugar and gluten, and you know, yeah, I think I'll be fine. It's going to be good. Right. But I appreciate you coming out and. and well, and, I wasn't you know. really coming out. I mean, I came out of the the walls, but I, you know. Yeah, but I appreciate you really committing to that joke. Yeah. Uh, that's what your mom said last night. I think it was worth a try to try to. But you don't think it was funny because it came so much later. Well, it's hard to remember a joke five days later or ten, seven days later. So much happens, you know, in between. For example, when when I heard the setup, I was eating, you know, and I was I I had some. You know, level of vitamins and minerals in my body, and and now I'm just a shriveled, uh, emancipated. That's not the right word. Emaciated. <laughs> I was going to say that's what she said, right? Yeah, he's just shriveled and emancipated because this yeah. dick he, is yeah. small and free. Even during the show, a couple of my ribs poked out of my own body. 
Uh, they didn't poke out of anybody else's body. Yeah, they didn't. <laughs> they poked out of my own. So even, you know, so it's different. Things change after a week. So I think you, you want to hit a punchline within, uh, you know, a few minutes of the setup. But let's, we'll ask the listeners. Yeah, well, listeners, yeah, let us know. Review know. us on iTunes if you're going to review Cash. Yeah, show, tell us about and tell tell other people about the show. We'd love to have uh, I don't know thirteen and a half listeners at some point, even just twelve and a half, but where the half is made up of like you know ten different people that are wearing the same pants. Ten one twentieths of people. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Cash. Thanks for coming, buddy. Should we do it together? Yeah. Nerdist.com